Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the deep south, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern Outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Noble's, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. All right, guys, I'm your host, Brian Sand. Thank you for joining us today. As always, I am excited about the show we have lined up for you today. Love to get on here and talk about some fishing, find out what's going on around the state with all our fishermen so let's get started, man. Let's get to segment number one on the Coosa Talapusa with Captain David Hare. Captain David, how are you, sir? Doing good. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. I, uh, I know, man, you was just talking about the heat before the show a little bit. And, uh, man, it's, it's here. Summertime got us. It finally caught up. We, we've been a little blessed earlier in the year, but uh, to some cooler weather. But, but August is here, and it's just what we have to deal with. That's right. We all knew it was coming, but uh, but you know we weren't wishing for it to get here overnight. But it's it's here, no doubt. It's it's hot, no doubt. Well, how how does the heat? How does it affect your fishing? We're we're doing good till about nine thirty in the morning, and uh, right now we're fishing from five o'clock in the morning till eleven. Uh, but around around nine thirty. Uh, from 9.30 to 11, I promise you, they're not jumping in the boat. You are really, really working hard to get some fish in the boat from that last hour and a half. Yeah, well, you know, and I imagine I imagine most of your clients are ready to jump out the boat about that time as well, uh, or to jump that, in the lake and swim with the fish, because 11 o'clock right now, man, it's, it's starting to get pretty brutal. It, it is, it is. Uh, yeah, everybody's pretty much ready to wind it down starting around 10, 10.30. You know, we've, we're winding it down, cleaning fish, and, you know, trying to get everybody going by by about 11 o'clock. And nobody argues with you in this heat right now. This, uh, uh, But the early the early morning bite, you know, is, is good. It was really good uh day before yesterday at had probably uh, 15 really good hits with stripers, and I think we boated eight or nine, and uh, which is good for this time of year. And uh, first thing in the morning, you can find a few of them schooled together, and then the later the morning gets, they sort of they sort of split up into more singles and doubles, you know. So uh, so it, like I say, it it gets a little tough later on in the morning. How deep do those fish go this time of year? Right now, we're still catching some fish. You know, we might be in deeper water, but right now we're still catching fish at about 40 feet deep. But but they will eventually get around 60, and, you know, that's the depth you'll be catching them at. I look for that to happen just any day. You know, it wouldn't shock me at all if tomorrow we're having to fish 60 foot deep, you know, just to get a bite. Obviously, that's a very deep lake, and, and you know, uh, some of the striped guys go up to Smith Lake and, and do well, and that's a deep lake as well. So, you know, you look at probably the two deepest lakes we've got, and that's where you, your bigger stripes are, are around the state. But I know that we, we talk on here a good bit with our with our crappie fishermen, with our bass fishermen. You know, this time of year, we hear a lot of them mention thermocline and talk about that and how they pay attention to it. I would assume that you know it's the same way with these stripes i mean it's do they go below the 60 feet sounds awful deep does the thermocline is it deeper than that lake martin uh has in certain spots has like two thermoclines one one in the neighborhood of 35 feet and another one in the neighborhood of 60 to 65 feet 
but no doubt in the summertime you'll you'll see these fish in the thermocline or right below it and like i say that'll be 60 65 feet i ha- i have marked and actually hooked a, a striper at 95 feet now i'm not saying there was a bunch of them down there but i saw one and i dropped a bait down there to it and i actually hooked him and, and got him in the boat now they got to hit that bait i'm talking about they got to hit it right then because that bait ain't gonna live but just a second when you drop them that deep yeah when you said 90 feet that's the first thing that entered my mind was what's he doing down there because the bait there can't be much bait down there no sir i have no idea what that fish was doing down there but you know i i was sort of shocked i thought maybe i was getting a bad reading or something but but i mean just as just as soon as that bait got down there i mean he hit it i boated him and uh of course he wasn't he wasn't hardly even moving by the time I got him to the top, but I did boat one that day. Wow. I, I assume it was a striper. I actually uh, was running a downrigger one day in about 140 feet of water, and I dropped a downrigger down that far. I don't even know why I did, but I actually had a fish hooked up, didn't get him in the boat, never saw the fish, but I just assumed it was a striper. Yeah, I mean, not not a whole else, not much else would be that deep. I wouldn't think. No, no, I, I don't think I don't think so. But there's a lot of uh, getting a lot of striker bites right now. Getting a getting a lot of catfish bites. We're we're boating a good many catfish. Nothing real big, but but we're boating some catfish on on live bait. You know, that's right there around some of the strikers that we're on early in the morning. Right. Well, how, what are you, uh, are you fishing with live bait right now? I am. I'm fishing with shad right now. And, uh, you know, that every day it's a, a little different on the way the bait's living. I mean, some days we don't have any problems with the bait living at all at any depth. And then other days they're not living very long. So we're having to check these baits about every 15 minutes we're checking them to make sure they're good and alive and so we go through a lot of bait in the summertime uh but that that's nothing abnormal and we do a, we do a lot of trolling artificial with our down riggers this time of year but but as long as we can catch uh some on live bait you know that's what we prefer to do right well i know that we've talked on here before uh, with you about the different like live baits choices that you have in lake martin and some of the other lakes around the state you've got the you got the shad and you've got the you know the herring what dictates how you choose which one you're going to use whichever one is the easiest to catch whichever Uh, one you can get huh yeah correct last year we didn't have any problem catching some herring that were big enough to fish with uh i'll be honest with you this this year we we personally hadn't had any luck catching any herring big enough to fish with. The lake is a, for sure full of herring, and you can find plenty of little bitty herring, but we we just hadn't found any big enough that we we think is good to fish with. So we so we've been fishing with uh, shad so far this year. Of course, we still checking for the herring. You know, early every morning before trip. You know. Sometimes we're out three or four o'clock in the morning throwing nets around lights and all trying to trying to get some herring, but personally we haven't had any luck with it. Well, and you know I've fished with um, fish with shad uh, in in the past, and one thing about a shad is they're not easy to keep alive to start with. Uh, a lot of times, right. is a is a herring different than that? Is he easier to keep alive, or is it or is it comparable? A herring is actually harder to keep alive. We we have to add a lot of salt and and a lot of ice to keep them in to keep them in real cool water, and we have to shoot a lot of oxygen to them. So for us, the herring's tougher to keep alive. Now you can drop them down deeper as far as fishing with with them, 
you can drop them down deeper and they they live better than the shaft uh, in deeper water. But as far as keeping them alive, they're harder to keep alive in your live well than shad are for us. Do you keep your shad, your bait fish, and uh, do you keep them in your in your live well, or do you have a special a special deal that you put your bait fish in? Because I've I've seen some other guys that have that, like a fifty gallon barrel or something in the middle of their boat, or I may, may not be exactly right, but something made yeah, just for those shad. We've got high dollar uh, bait tanks that we used to use years ago. You know the fifty gallon tanks, and I mean yeah. I've got a warehouse full of them. <laughs> But over the years, we've experimented a lot, and now we have a system that we can keep them alive in our live well. Now, we're we're not using lake water. We're still using, you know, the city water that we treat, and we're shooting oxygen to them and putting several different chemicals in there along with salt and other stuff. Uh, but now we don't have to... and. For the last several years, uh, us as Ellet City Guide Service, we do not keep a 50-gallon bait tank in the bait. We've got it pretty much uh, figured out, and, you know, that gives us more room for our clients, sure. more room to walk around and all that, and you're not dealing with all that, you know, that extra weight of the tank itself. Now, we still have 30 to 50 gallons of water in there for bait, but we're not carrying that extra 100 pound 150 pound bait tank well you know in my mind i would just think the the natural water that they're in what they just came out in what they live in every day would be better to have in your tank than anything that you could manufacture and bring in but that's not the case that's not the case and uh i promise you i have talked to biologists i have talked to all the the fish farms uh, i mean i've talked to everybody and and, you know, and everybody thinks I'm crazy when I say that, that they will not live in captivity in lake water. But I'm telling you that they will not. <laughs> they just they will not do they it. They just won't. I, I don't care if you put something in, in the lake. I'm talking about in the lake and try to keep uh, shad in the lake at the end of your dock and even put some kind of pump with aeration system right there close by i'm telling you they will not live that's so weird i don't care what a book says i don't care what anybody with a phd says i'm telling you if i have tried it all and not just me but just about all my guides that fish with me, they own places on the lake, which uh, we have tried it at several different docks, several different areas of the lake, several different depths. It does not work. You go out here and catch bait with your cast net, and if you drop them into a live well on your boat with lake water, it, it, they are not going to live. I, and and again, you know, I'm sure not the smartest cookie in the jar. <laughs> you know, I don't know the the whys. I just know you just know it. Do, it <laughs> you just know what'll happen yeah, if you put them in there. I do. You know, and it's not, uh, again, it's not just us. You know, I mean, it's anybody that tries it. I wish I knew the answer because everybody says, "Well, that don't even make sense." Well, it don't make sense, but that's the way it is. But that's the way it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and you're and you know, even when I was growing up in Demopolis over there on the Tom Baby River, we'd catch a 30 cast net and catch a, you know, a, a net full of shad and throw them in the live well and within I mean, sometimes within 5 minutes, they they did. Uh, right. it don't take long. They, That's they, right. You're sitting there thinking, "Man, I've just put you in the water you just came out of. That makes no sense." But it right. it happens. Yeah. Well, are y'all catching any size right now? It's probably been uh I'm just trying to think back. It's probably been two weeks, maybe a little over two weeks since we caught anything 20, 20 plus pounds. We're just catching some good fighting, good eating size fish right now. You know, we're catching them right now, five to 10 to 12 pounds. And, uh, you know, and glad to have those. We are seeing a few, I'm talking about huge fish. They'll just, surface for just a second first thing in the morning 
but it's but it's not many of them. You'll just see one come up and uh, and he'll stay up just long enough, you know, to get a bait that they're chasing, and then you you don't see them again. It's not just one after another. But we're just catching some pretty fish right now. Good deal. Now, well, these fish, you, you're talking about how they're spread out a little bit right now, especially as the day goes on. You get up nine, ten o'clock in the morning, they start they start spreading out. It seems like more and more. Is it is that kind of how it is for the rest of the summer, or will they all, will there be a time in the summer where, like you said, they move out to sixty foot of water and maybe they school up more, or is this kind of how it is through the summer? This would be sort of how it is through the summer. Sometime this this month when i say this month i'm talking about august sometime in august and pretty much all of september i mean we'll be covering a lot of water and eventually i'll be doing more trolling with our downriggers than we will be with live bait you know it'll get where we got about an hour hour and a half with live bait and then we just got to go to trolling right catching fish that are that are singles and doubles and spread out yeah and moving yes, that's sir. right yep yep yes, well good stuff man well look if somebody is uh gonna come fish this weekend next few days for some stripes at lake martin or uh what what would your tip of the day be i think my tip of the day would be that i i would be concentrate in the collage bay area uh maybe around the dam i'd concentrate in the in the deeper water and definitely uh, plan on being out real early, you know, just get out there and try to be on your favorite spots, you know, uh, as the sun comes up, because again, your time's going to be very limited, not only, not only uh, because of the hot weather, but on the weekends, you got a lot of recreational boats out here that's going to run you off the lake, you know, around 9.30 or 10 in the morning. That's a good point. That's a good point. That ain't, that's, a, that's a very good tip because that's going to happen on Lake Martin for sure. Those weekends can get, get can kind of crowded. Man, great report. Thank you. Love having you on here uh, and hearing about these stripes. We don't get to hear as much of it as, as I wish we would. But uh, but I do appreciate you jumping on and, and sharing with us. If somebody wants to come book a trip with you and uh, catch some of these big stripes and, and have a great time doing it, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? The best way to get me is either text or call at 256-401-3089. And if you didn't have a chance to write that phone number down, just just Google Ellis City Guide Service Lake Martin, and uh, all of our information will pop up. And uh, in the meantime, follow us on Facebook. We we try to post every evening, good or bad. We're real good about telling you the truth. If the bite's bad, we don't hide it. We tell you. But you can follow us on Facebook, Ellis City Guide Service Lake Martin. Sounds good, man. Well, we appreciate you being on, and uh, stay safe out there, man. Look forward to hearing from you again soon, and uh, we'll talk to you next time, Captain David. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. All right. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and hear from one of this week's sponsors. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know what they're doing when it comes to managing ponds and lakes, so uh, if that's what you need, reach out to them. All right, guys, great first segment. If y'all want to catch some big stripes, Lake Martin, Man, Captain David Hare is the guy to reach out to. I know he left his number on there, so give him a call. Reach out to Captain David. He'll uh, he'll put you on some big stripes. He is the man in that area to do it. So let's get to some bass fishing, and uh, let's go down south to for our Eufaula West Point update uh, with Captain Ken Beard. And Ken, how you doing, my friend? Uh, we're doing good today. It's uh, it's a beautiful day. Uh, it's a little hot, but uh, other than that, everything's going pretty good. Well, I was just fixing to say, I don't know where you at, but I hope you, uh, I hope you in the air conditioner or at least under a shade tree right now. Yeah, uh, I'm in the truck under a shade tree right now. <laughs> you yeah. both, huh? <laughs> in the truck and under shade. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is a it's a rough time of the year, you know, with with dealing with the heat. You know, it makes those early morning trips enjoyable for sure. And but how, how's everything going in you fall? I mean, in West Point right now with you? It's been it's been good. We um we finally got a good good thermocline about eighteen feet, so it's the fish are up eighteen feet or less. Uh, the hybrids and stripers have started schooling. They started about a week and a half ago. Uh, every morning, run down close to the dam and uh, start looking for them. And I've been at, once you find them, I mean, you can sit there and catch you know one every cast, sometimes two a cast. What size are what what size are those are those hybrid stripes? You'll get on a a school of them, and you know they'll all be about the same size. You know, pound and a half up to two and a quarter, and then next day you go, and uh, they're they're not going to be in the same spot. They're going to be you know close, but not in the same spot. And you get on the next day, and they might you might catch you know a lot of threes and fours and fives. It just depends on the school. They, the school all seems to be about the same size. Um, I took a guy the, uh, a few days ago, and uh, he was throwing just a spoon, and just he'll wind it two or three times and stop and let it flutter about two feet and wind it three or four times, and, you know, it, it don't go but about 10 feet and you got a fish on. And uh, I was throwing a, a Zara Spook Jr., and I was catching a lot better size than he was. That's just the way they are. Sometimes, you know, the bigger ones want something different, I guess. I don't know. But um, I, I, I did notice, and he did too, that I was catching the bigger ones out of the bunch. Um, and and that's just it's I, so cool that you can have, uh, you know, that you got a lake like that where, you know, you can you can catch the largemouth and, and, and spot, but then those stripes can turn on and you can go catch, sounds like almost as many as you want to when you find the right school. Yeah, we we call them that day. We call them for about two and a half hours. I mean, they're like piranhas on top of the water, going at it. They're eating that freshly new hatched out uh, thread fin shad. So they're they're not when you throw them in the boat, they'll be spitting up shad that's only about an inch and a half long. Um, they love to eat those things. Uh, now, when you're finding these stripes like that, are you are you just cruising and seeing the seeing them busting the top of the water yeah yeah you um you know after you fish uh, a lake for a long time you learn certain areas that they come in come up in you know school up in and um they they tend to use that same area every year when, when they're doing that and so you just ride through those areas uh like that day i was talking about uh, we caught them for a couple hours, about two and a half hours, and then uh, a day, not the next day, but the, the two days later, I took a guy out, and we run to that area, and we put the trolling motor down, and I got looking. I couldn't see no shad on that pond. I couldn't see no fish, and you'd see one bust on top, and I think I only caught, I caught one. The rest of them, by the time you could throw to them, is done gone. It'd just be one individual fish. And I said, well, let's go look at some other areas. So we run across, down and across to another area where they like to come up in, and they was just everywhere. And we sat there for about two and a half, three hours, uh, catching them every cast. Dang, that's fun. Yeah. Especially two-pound yeah, fish. That's still a good fish. You know, two, two-and-a-half pounds, that's fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you don't like dealing with the treble hook, because, you know, they do, you get one in your, I've, I've snatched about five out of my hands. You can you can catch them on the spook. I, I like the spook junior. If you don't want to deal with that, you can uh, use a, just a, a Cordell 3-8-ounce spoon and just throw it out there. I mean, the shad are small anyway, so... Yeah. You don't have to do nothing. I mean, you, you can just wind it straight back. You can stop it and let it fall a couple of feet if you want. You know, what you're, find that, figure out which, which one works uh, the best. Uh, some of the guys use those popping corks with the fly uh, behind it. I, I don't really get into that. but uh, Sounds like you don't have what, to. What we, no, I, that's, I don't really. You don't have to. Get, that's a lot of rig to rig up, you know. 
Yeah. And it's, and if you got a, like some of my veterans that I take, they're older guys, they can't throw that big old cork and leader on there with that fly. So yeah. you can take a jigging spoon and they, they can sling you yeah. a mile. That's right. Yeah. With, with just a little bit of effort, doesn't take much. So Yeah. Yeah. So we've been catching them. Uh, as long as that thermofine, which it's going to stay now that the water's got up hot, and they they should stay on this pattern uh, all the way through, hopefully through um, sometime in October when it kind of dies out. Uh, there'll be there'll be some days you'll pull up and you you just can't find them. But we also I got a buddy that told me he he found some on top of a hump and was catching them straight down with a jigging spoon. So. That's another way you you can't if they're not on top, you can idle around on some of the high spots, and if you see them down there, you know you just cut the engine off and, and drop your spoon down there and jerk your spoon up off up off the bottom and catch them. And if they won't eat, if you see them and they won't eat, you just back up and put your uh, yum flash mob junior on there and cast it and let it go to the bottom, and then just wind it through them. And most time, if you can't catch them vertically, you can catch them horizontal. Uh, they will get on that that pattern where they don't want something vertical. They want it coming horizontal at one speed. But <clears throat> that's another pattern. I, had, I haven't had to go to that yet because they've been schooling so good in the mornings. But then after about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, Depends on what type of school you're on and how long they want to stay up. Uh, as far as bass fishing, I prefer right now to, to run on up up the river, up above Highland and Yellow Jacket, go up the river where it starts to narrow down, and uh, they just don't have as much room to roam. You know, they're either right right at the mouth of the pocket, or they're going to be right down a stretch of the bank and. Um, just throwing a, a jig, uh, a shaky head, uh, takes some rig worm, things like that. What are the What are the largemouth doing right now? The spots, I mean, there that thermocline affects them too and pushes them out of some of those, maybe off some of those deeper ledges. Are you catching them shallow, or are you you still catching them on the ledges, schooling? You know, ten, twelve, fifteen they're feet. Not, they're not really schooling. They're, they t- they tend to be scattered. You just go. You're just fishing down. You know, kind of deeper banks. You're sitting in 20, 20, 25 feet of water, throwing up in four or five, and and then working it on out to 10, 12, 14, 15 feet, and uh, catching them like that. You know, with the worm or jig, just slowing it's things down a bit. Fish. Yeah, bass, I don't know why, but it's been a little bit. Bass fishing has been a little. It's been slow. Uh, it's been slower than than the stripe or anything else the last couple of weeks. Uh, that's why I run up the river. Uh, you don't they don't have as much room, you know, to, to hide up there. That's right. And you, and you can't you can get a, you can run way up the river, and you gotta know how to you gotta know how to run it. Once you go under two nineteen bridge, you you better know where you're running. There's you know a lot of grass up there, the shoreline grass and stuff. Um, kind of like what's on Logan Martin uh, and Lay Lake, and um, you can still catch some uh, with a frog, you know, like that. But you're not gonna catch the one there, and then you gotta, you know, go, go try and find another spot. Yeah, and we've heard that. Cool up them. I've heard that the last last week or two on our on doing our show. Just fish are kind of in that pattern on all around the state at different lakes where nobody's really concentrating on schooling fish right now. It's just like you just said, it's just, you know, you're fishing, fishing the grass and, and going down the bank and picking up one here and there. But it seems like the whole schooling, it just seems like they haven't schooled this year, uh, maybe like they have in years past. No, some years they just don't do it. I, I mean, just from being a guide for 20 years, you, one, one thing about really good fishermen is they normally have a really good memory, you know, you, <laughs> right. you can ask them about you can ask them about, you know, uh, a bass tournament, uh, you know, from years back in the middle 80s or early 90s or something. They can tell you everything. You know? Everything. Uh, yeah. 
what it was won on, who won it, yeah, he was working his bait and everything. Uh, and so having a good memory and being able to recall things um, is, is part of being a good fisherman. So, you know, this time of year, there there is years that they just don't scoop good. And then and right. you really can't explain why they don't. And then some years they, they're, they're schooling seem like you know all over the lake and different you know in places no i can't that's one of the things you about bass fishing you just can't explain you just have to uh, go with the flow you know that's right you have to go with the flow that's it well um the good thing is that you got the you you got the stripes to fall back on right now which sounds like it's a lot of fun and you can catch a whole lot of them yeah it is you don't have to be a really experienced fisherman to be able to you know catch those and it's good for you to learn beginners to learn what it feels like to get that bite and get that tug on the end of the line you know oh yeah for kids it's it's great for kids you know because it's exciting the fish blowing up shad and everything and everybody in the boat's got a fish on at one time you know (laughs) it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's very exciting but uh, hopefully the bass are good I mean, and that can turn around. Absolutely. As always, I appreciate you jumping on here with us and giving us the update. And, uh, hey, you're catching fish. I mean, you know, it sounds like you're catching a whole lot of them. So if if somebody's going to come to to West Point this weekend or you fall area, whichever, you know, what what tip, what would your tip of the day be? Just have fun with what the lake gives you, you know. Just don't try to force the issue. Just go with the flow. You know, if, 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 if the hybrids are up running, uh, you know, just run down the lake and act about, you can just look for the boats. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you can look for the boats, you'll see them. <laughs> yeah, there'll be five, four or five others, and everybody just kind of gets in there together because, I mean, everybody understands that nobody really, really keeps them or anything like that, and they're, you're not in competition with somebody, so... If you can't find them, just look for the boats. And then uh, if you want to catch bass, just, you know, like I said, go up the river or either way in the back of a creek or something like that uh, where it narrows down. And, uh, you know, just put your trolling motor down and and look for uh, good structure or good cover and just take what the lake gives you for that day. Heck, yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, if somebody wants to come up there and book a trip with you, I know there's several ways that they can contact you, uh, but but how do they need to contact you if they want to come up there and go fishing and get in some of them big stripes right now? Yeah, you can uh, go on, the, on on Facebook and uh, Ken Beard and Fishing and uh, send me a message through uh, Messenger uh, and com, my website, and if you're a veteran, and of course I don't charge veterans, we take veterans out for free, and so you can go on uh, VFO stands for Veterans Fishing Organization, VFOHome.org, and sign up on there, and uh, we'll I'll get back with you and we'll set up a date and a time. That's how yeah. you do it. What a great service, man! And uh, love having you on here, Ken. And love what you do with those veterans. I say that every time we have you on, but I I, I, I do. Uh, appreciate what you do for them man hey stay safe out there and we look forward to talking to you again real soon my friend yes sir i appreciate you god bless y'all absolutely man god bless you too take care all right guys let's take a few minutes and hear from one of our sponsors BM Pole Company is the leading manufacturer of crappie poles in the world today. Their product line has evolved to include top quality gear for anglers who fish for more than panfish, including their Sam Super Salt Series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish. These rods will deliver everything you need to catch these inshore fish at a great price. The genuine Portuguese cork handle feels great in your hand, and the exposed blank touch system will add unbelievable sensitivity. Stainless guys are durable and flow smoothly check out their whole lineup at bnmpoles.com all right great segment uh with with ken bearden and man you guys give him a call touch base with him uh sounds like that that even though the bass fishing may be a little slow this time of year down there you can still catch them you can catch them early 
but the hybrid fishing sounds like a lot of fun, something I sure want to do. But uh, let's get right to segment three. And, uh, man, for this segment, i got a guy on here I love having on, partly because he's a War Eagle brother of mine, Logan Parks. Logan, what's going on, my friend? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You guys have been doing some traveling, haven't you? Yeah, we've been all over the place, man. We uh, we drove to Michigan, fished the uh, final college bass event on Saginaw Bay, and then from there we drove, me and a couple buddies drove to Lake Champlain and fished the Toyota Series on Lake Champlain. Then we flew to Orlando to go to ICAST, and now I'm finally back in Auburn. been two months since I've been home. My goodness, man. I mean, the life of a college fisherman. Yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's talk about all those things, man. I'm sure uh, I've been to ICAST several times, but uh, was it a good show this year? Same like? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it's definitely a little bit different than it was two years ago. You know, I would say there was probably only about 70% of the people that were there normally. You know, there's a couple big retailers like, or just companies in general, like Rapala wasn't there. Think of, think of another few that weren't there, but I mean, it was a good show. It was, it was good to see everyone again and kind of start to go back to normal. And I think everyone's really excited. You know, you could tell like the industry is doing really well. Um, we've got a lot of new people interested in fishing and it seems like all the companies are really going to try and focus on keeping those people's interest in fishing um so pretty excited to see the fishing industry grow like it has this year well and one thing with covid i mean it you know it definitely ha- has hurt the, the shows and things like i cast i mean you just you know which everything it's all all walks of life everything we do but but the one thing man people went fishing and people that hadn't fished in years started fishing again people that had never fished got into it so from that standpoint man it's been it's been great uh, to get people back inter- interested in, in fishing again. And and so, man, yeah, I'm glad to hear that the companies are, are getting behind that and trying to do things to keep people engaged in it. So now y'all were just up, you say y'all were just up fishing an event in Champlain? Or in- yes, sir. We, we fished the Toyota Series on Lake Champlain. I fished it, and another one of our teammates fished it. That's, he's actually our teammate from Canada. His name's Rob. And uh, they've got a little lake house on Lake Champlain, so we stayed up there and fished for a few weeks. It was a good time. Good, man. Well, how, how did y'all do? So we had a, both had really good first days. I think I had a little bit under 17, and he had a little bit under 18. And we were both sitting in the cut for getting a check, and then day two we both struggled a little bit. I finished in 55th, um, which was one pound shy of getting a check, and I think he finished in like 63rd. So we both finished about the same, but out of 200 boats. And I mean, that's the first Toyota event that I, I've fished and he's fished. So I've, I mean, it's not the finish that we wanted, but definitely could have done a little worse. Sure. Sure. Uh, now is, is it mainly smallmouth? Yeah. It's well, Champlain's cool. Cause you can, you can win with largemouth or you can win with smallmouth. I, I weighed like a four pound largemouth on day two and, uh, Rob had, uh, almost 18 pounds of all largemouth the first day so it's really like if you almost have to target both to win out there yeah yeah D- definitely different than around here that's for sure yeah it's got some some beautiful grass in it you know it, it uh i think it's it shows you know those northern fisheries they take care of them up there they don't spray a bunch of chemicals in the water and and kill all that grass like a lot of these places do you know they they do it right and they spend money and they get those, those grass shredding machines, you know, to try and tear up the grass instead of spraying chemicals in there. And I think it really shows in the quality size fish and just how many fish there are up there. It's, it's just beautiful miles of green milfoil and oh, wow. just, they're just really healthy fisheries. And if you ever have the chance, I definitely recommend going up there and checking it out. Yeah, I man, I would love to go fish an area like that for sure. And and uh, you know, we're we're obviously blessed in Alabama with all the fishers we have, but a lot of times we don't get to get to go enjoy other parts of the country because we feel like we got it so good here at the house. But it is good to get off and and fish, and that's something you guys, being part of the Auburn fishing team, uh, that's something real cool that y'all get to experience. And now y'all got a y'all got a big one coming up in a couple of weeks, don't you? Yes, sir. We've got the Bassmaster College Series National Championship 
coming up, and it's the first day of practice is August 9th, and the term is the 12th through the 14th, and that's on the St. Lawrence River in upstate New York. Wow. Now, is uh, so now St. Lawrence, is, are we back in smallmouth fishery there, or is it a combination? That's pretty much all smallmouth. Um, you're going to have to have all smallmouth to win up there. You can catch some decent largemouth, but the smallmouth will be the main factor. Now, how does an how does an Alabama boy that grew up fishing for largemouth and spots, how do you prepare to go up there and fish uh, in a totally different area for for a different fish than you're used to fishing for? It's definitely uh, it's definitely different. It's almost I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. You'll see. I've I've heard him talk about it on on podcasts on like the Bassmaster stuff. You know, like it seems like people from Alabama typically do well fishing for smallmouth in the north which is weird because you know we don't get to do that but a lot of my best finishes in college have been smallmouth tournaments i don't know why uh it's like that you know that's just they just make make sense to me i don't know but definitely preparing i'm watching a lot of the Bassmaster live coverage doing a lot of research i mean luckily the st lawrence is a pretty hot destination for big tournaments so there's a lot of information out there to take in and sure yeah so you just educate yourself, man. There's a lot, like you said, there's a lot online, a lot of videos, a lot of podcasts and things that can kind of prepare you for how to fish it. And then take that basic knowledge that you got and go up there and get after it. How, well, any new news with the Auburn uh, fishing team right now? I mean, how you guys doing as a whole what kind of updates we got, man, we had a, we've had a really great season. Uh, you know, we had that little bump in the road, but we bounced back from the, whole suspension thing and we got back to fishing and we've had an incredible year we we fished four southern collegiate bass trail events which were like these just small local events and auburn won every single one of those and we fished the state championship for alabama and we've placed first second and third at that wow and then we went on to uh the third stop of the college Bassmaster series like i said there's four of those and our teammates Connor and Sam won that and the state championship. So they had a really great year. And then we went up to Michigan for the final stop of the regular season for college Bassmaster. And me and my partner Tucker Smith won it. Dang, so, man. Y'all Auburn's have just, killed it. Yeah, Auburn's had a great year and uh and me and Tucker unofficially also won the college bassmaster series anglers of the year. So Dude, congrats. Uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be able to get that trophy presented to us at the national championship, so we're pretty excited about that. Heck yeah, man! Congratulations, that is really exciting, man. Hats off to you guys. That is, uh, and on top, of, uh, on top of all that, we've got eleven boats going to the national championship, which is more than we've ever qualified before. And I want to say it's probably the most any school has probably ever sent. Man, that is phenomenal. And uh, hey, War Eagle, brother. That's, uh, yeah, can't wait to see how you guys do up there. That is, yeah, y'all turned this season, what started off looking like a possible tragedy. Y'all have turned this thing around into what sounds like to be an epic season. Yes, sir. Hopefully we can uh, cap it off at the national championship with an Auburn win. Heck yeah. That's what we'll be rooting for right there for sure. We was talking about earlier, you know, us, us Alabama guys going out of state and fishing and and uh, and doing good. Uh, you have to listen to last week's show. I had one of my best friends on, and uh, he went over to Sam Rayburn. He and, and let me tell you, at best, this guy's a weekend warrior. I mean, at best, he may fish once a month yeah. at the most. And uh, and I've been in a boat with him a lot. He's gotten better through the years, but uh, he he's he's not a great fisherman. I mean, he's not somebody you you gonna go educate you. And uh, him and his buddy went over there, Sam Rayburn, and won a big tournament. It's three fish limit. They had, I think they had twenty almost twenty two pounds with three fish. Good. Big fish was That's great. Their big fish was twelve six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and look, I mean, and you, if, if you catch a fish that's 12 six in at the end of June, I mean, that fish, that fish was easy 14 plus in the spring, wasn't he? Yeah, that's a monster. I mean, that's post spawn 12 six is an absolute giant fish. 
Absolute giant. Yeah. It, he could have weighed that fish in by itself and finished ninth in the tournament. That's insane. <laughs> so needless to say, they were they were excited because they're just two weak. They're two guys that don't even really fish a whole lot, and uh, went over there and won the whole thing. So I thought that was pretty cool to have him on the show last week. Well, hey man, I'm gonna let you go. I appreciate you taking time to jump on with us. Uh, I know you keep up with what's going on in Alabama right now, and even though you've been out of state a little while, but if you were gonna give our listeners. A tip of the day for fishing, you know, the Coosa or, or, or one of those areas. I mean, what, what tip would you give them this time of year uh, if they were going fishing this weekend? Um, if they're going fishing this weekend, I would definitely say don't be afraid to look shallow. You know, a lot of people think you got to go way out there offshore and 40 foot of water because it's 97 degrees outside. And I mean, definitely want to, to look out there deeper, but you know, first thing in the morning and honestly all day, there's always fish shallow. I don't care where you are. There's always fish shallow. So don't be afraid to go up and, uh, and throw a frog around some grass in the morning or something like that. That's a great tip, Logan. Appreciate you, man. All right, buddy. Good luck to you. And, uh, let me know how you do up there. I'll be watching. Yes, sir. And, um, real quick, if I could plug our social media, if you guys aren't following us, check us out on Auburn University Bass Team on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We've got a YouTube series out, and the Saginaw Bay episode from Michigan where me and Tucker won is dropping on Saturday, so you're not going to want to miss that. Oh, and let me tell you guys, if y'all have not watched any of these things, I urge you to do it because they – I mean – it is really well done. I mean, this isn't just something these guys threw together. This is professionally edited. I mean, it's it's great stuff. It's really y'all hats off to you. Y'all have done a great job with that. And thank you. We really wanted to just try and give everyone a glimpse into what college fishing's like, and I think we've done a, a decent job at it. Yeah, y'all have done a great job at it. Well, hey, I, on, on speaking of social media, I saw a picture of you. Uh, I think it was on Instagram the other day with a awesome looking kayak i mean how's a guy like myself get a kayak like that that is cool yeah we've uh we actually we work with native watercraft they're a great company that has sponsored us for a few years now but um if, if you're not you know interested in getting a boat but a kayak i mean that that's a lot more affordable and you can drag it anywhere you want really i mean they've got wheels on the back you can pull them around um check out native watercraft on uh facebook and just go to their website um you can find like a local dealer or you can order directly through them but they make a great kayak the uh slayer max propel 12.5 is the one i use and it's it's so stable i mean you could you could literally flip mats and you wouldn't even move with it when you set the hook with like straight braid it's it's move wow that's crazy how far they've come and people are putting trolling motors and and grass on them now so i mean it's basically the same thing you can get out of a bass boat you can get out of a kayak yeah you can rig those things up unbelievably now i mean you got like you said you got your depth finders on it trolling motors on it only thing you can't do is run 70 yeah and put a bunch of people in the boat which you know sometimes that's okay (laughs) yeah nothing wrong with fishing by yourself so yeah, guys, if the listeners, if y'all have not checked out some of these these new kayaks that they have on the market right now, it's a it's a great option if you want to get out there and and get on the water. So, hey, man, good luck to you, buddy, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. All right, Logan, take care, buddy. Yes, sir. War Eagle. War Eagle. What a great segment. I love having those guys on here. These, these, these college fishermen, man, they are getting it done. They know so much more than, than we did when I, when I was their age, for sure. And uh, South Lake Auburn's having a heck of a good season. So that is going to wrap up that segment. So let's just take a minute and check out some of the businesses that keep this show free to you each and every week. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18 Bay Service Department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Brooks Island. 
They have factory trained and certified technicians. So visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. All right, folks, that's going to be a wrap for this week's show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen. And if you'd like us to email you the podcast, we'll do that each and every week. Just text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we will email it to you each and every week. That's a wrap for the show today. Look forward to talking to y'all again next week. Stay safe, and we'll see you then. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by SunSouth. If your to-do list requires work on the land, come see us at SunSouth. We listen to your needs so you get the right equipment and the right implements at a price you can afford. For John Deere equipment sales, parts, and service, come see us at SunSouth. Equipment for those that do. And brought to you by Photonist Defense, PD Pro Ultralight Ultra Compact Night Vision Systems. Simply the best in-class night vision system ever built. Contact us at PhotonistDefense.com to learn more. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And by B&M Pole Company is more than just panfish. Check out their Sam Super Salt Series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish at bnmpoles.com. And brought to you by Bucks Island is a family-owned and operated business since 1948. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. Give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344.